Thank you so much to our sponsors, McMahon Law Firm, The Insiders, helping you get every dollar you deserve, 265-1100. And RC2 Realty Solutions, real estate investments. Robin Ring's got a brand new thing. Call 531-1722. Only in Jeff Styles, America. Well, you heard the man only in Jeff Styles, America. I can testify. I am Jeff Styles with a Y, Nuga's own Jeff Styles, and you're listening to Storyville here at FredPodcast.com. This is going to be a short one. This is not one I planned for. This is one that just happened. The the, and this just happened, the thing that just happened, is just one of those things that just happens to me. And the Argonaut can testify to that. He was not a witness to the thing, but he, he is a witness. He's a witness to the fact that this only happens to me. All right. It is just a beautiful day. It was actually last Wednesday. The date is not important. It is a fall day in the year 2020. I get off the air doing my talk radio gig here at Nuga Radio. And I've been invited to be a guest on someone else's podcast. And we're going to be discussing the great outdoors. The theme for this podcast is outdoor adventuring. And it's done by a friend of mine. And the co-host is the founder of a place called Rock Creek Outfitters. A legendary store. I actually worked with them as part of their marketing advertising team. From the time it was just a little bitty brick-and-mortar location, one location called Canoeist Headquarters, a million years ago. And since then, they have expanded, and now they have four locations, Rock Creek Outfitters, and it is for everything. It's for climbers, paddlers, backpackers, any sort of outdoor adventure you can imagine. And they have this massive customer base of online marketing, merchandising. It's its a huge business, massive success story. So the founder of this business is the co-host of this podcast. And so he's at one level. The host is at another. He's not much of an adventurous type. He's a macho guy, a very manly man, but he's not an outdoors guy. And I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm that Jeff of all trades. I'm the guy that does a little bit of everything and doesn't do anything perfectly. I do everything to a mediocre level, and then I kind of just peter out and, and start doing something else to a mediocre level. So that's the way I've been with hang gliding and kayaking and, and pretty much everything. I never really became an expert at anything. So I go and do this podcast with him, and we're sharing stories. I'm in a fantastic mood. It's a beautiful day. It is a perfect early fall day here in the Tennessee Valley. I leave I'm in a fantastic mood. We've done nothing except just talk about great stories from our past and, and rekindled friendships and all the rest of this stuff. And I leave there and I go by and I pay um, a bill that I owe to a, a very good friend of mine. And that makes me happy. I'm one of those people that enjoy actually paying bills because that's something I can check off my to-do list. And I'm very old school, and everybody who knows me knows that to be the case. I don't do bill paying by, you know, computer. I don't do any sort of purchasing over the Internet, nothing like that. 
I do no financial transactions over the internet. I literally, two or three times a month, just get in my car and drive from place to place and take a checkbook and write checks. Very old school-like. And I'd just done my one other deed. One was to appear on the podcast. Obviously, I did my, my job, my show that day. And then I paid this bill. And now I'm on my way home, out into the beautiful Sequatchie Valley, where I live, with my wife and my dogs out in the middle of nowhere, out in God's country. Everything's perfect, except for the fact that I had to pee. I had to pee badly. Now, I'm an old man. I just turned 60. I mentioned this a couple of times. Just turned 60 recently, a couple of weeks ago. So when the bladder starts talking to me, let's just say it's a little bit more urgent than it used to be. I'm not to depends territory. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to start having accidents. But, I mean, when, when, when I need to go, it's now immediately it's, a, it's an 8 as opposed to a 2 on a scale of 10, right, the way it used to be when I was young. And because of the abuse that I've put my body through over the years, lots of drinking and drugging and just plain just general ne'er-do-welling, um, I've really punished my internal organs, my liver and my pancreas. I actually do have a case of pancreatitis that probably will never completely heal. They say the liver is a self-healing organ. I'm sure that's true, but I'm not sure that I actually have enough time for mine to actually completely heal, and I guarantee you my pancreas will never completely heal. So there's pain involved, too. So, I mean, not only do I need to pee, it's beginning to hurt. And I don't do the smart thing and go at the place where I had to pay the bill I get back in my car and think, well, I can make it home. Well, home is 35 minutes away. That was a bad call. So I pull over to a convenience store on this long loop road. Everybody in every city has some sort of perimeter road, right? Some sort of perimeter highway. Well, we have a couple here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where this podcast originates. It's called Amnicola. Amnicola is a long industrial highway. There's really nothing on. There's no residence as far as I'm concerned. As far as I know, nobody actually lives on Amnicola Highway. It's just a bunch of manufacturing bases and old industries and a couple of maybe little restaurants. The the 911 services, the police headquarters are out there and convenience stores. Well, I pull into a convenience store. I get out. Now I'm committed. I pull over to the side And I start walking in, I look, and it's jam-packed. It's full of people. It is now about 12.30 in the afternoon on this beautiful fall day, and I realize I don't have a mask on. Yes, I'm one of those idiots. I haven't yet committed it to memory that I have to have my mask on. So generally, whenever I go in someplace, I walk to the door, I go, idiot, go back and get your mask, and I go back and get my mask, and then walk back in. So I always make two trips out of one. And I look, and I look at the crowd, and I'm going, man, I picked the wrong place. The idea of getting back in my car and continuing to drive is really no longer an option at this point. Like I said, I'm committed. So I'm walking back to the vehicle. I'm going, oh, this is sucking, this is sucking, this is sucking. And it's hurting, and I need to go bad. It's becoming a real emergency. And I realize I'm parked in a very, very, very convenient place. There's this huge tree behind the store. I think it's a slippery elm. 
I'll go back by and check and see and tell you later. I think it's a slippery elm. So it has this foliage that hangs down kind of like a willow, a, a big tree, an old tree. And the foliage doesn't just grow up and over like an oak spreading. It sort of hangs down. So it gives you a sort of canopy, tent-like effect. In other words, it strikes me, I can pee behind this tree and nobody will see me. I look to my left, I look to my right. The highway is over here. Nobody can see me there. There's a little barbecue place way over here in their wood stack for their barbecue pits over here. There's nobody out there. There's nobody parked around me. I'm going to go pee behind this tree. I'm a full-grown man. I know what I'm doing. I can do this very quickly. I don't even have to completely empty my bladder. I just have to get out of the emergency situation, right? Nobody's around. I walk behind the tree. I touch my belt buckle, and suddenly there is a voice. May I help you, says this voice, not like mine. It's a higher voice, a feminine voice, and I turn around, and there is a lady standing there, a red-haired lady. Her hair is cut in a sensible bob. She looks like she's about my age. She is clearly an employee of the convenience store. She is not pleased. She is not pleased at all. The exchange has only gone that far. Me walking behind the tree, thinking I'm completely concealed, not cool to be peeing in public, right? I know that. Everybody knows that. It's an emergency. Everybody does it from time to time. I'm on an industrial stretch of road. Nobody can see me. Okay, all I've done is touch my belt. I say to her inquiry, may I help you? I jump out of my skin, first of all, and I said, ma'am, I'm sorry. I was just going to take a pee. I'm, I'm hurting really bad, and it was really crowded in there. She goes, we have a bathroom inside. And I said, okay. And so I walked inside, and I stood in line without my mask, and I used the restroom, and I left as quickly as I could. I felt guilty for not buying anything. Everybody knows the rule. Everybody knows the rule of the convenience store. If you use the restroom, you need to buy something, right? That's the unwritten rule of a convenience store. You don't just walk in and use the restroom. But I really just wanted to get the hell away from there because this woman, she was angry. She was not happy. When I came out, she was still standing there. She wasn't looking at me, but she was still standing there near my car. And as I start to approach my car, I said, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I apologize. She wasn't having it. She said, no, you're not. No, you're not. We have a bathroom inside, and that's a pervert thing to do. That's a pervert thing to do, and you're nasty. You're a nasty man. And I've already gotten your, your, your car. I've gotten your license tag, and the police are on their way here. And keep in mind, I've just said the police headquarters is literally on the same highway. It's only a couple of blocks. Now, these are long blocks because it's an industrial stretch of highway. This isn't a downtown city block. But it's only a couple of blocks away. I'm very familiar with the police headquarters, unfortunately. And I've had things that they've kept of mine for some periods of time. I've had many exchanges with the local police and police departments and all these various constabularies. And... I'm thinking, I don't want to stick around for this. I didn't do anything wrong. Surely they can't get me for the intent to pee. And then she literally, somewhere in her mumbling, says the words, indecent exposure. She's already said pervert. She called me nasty. 
And then she says, indecent exposure. So out comes my key. In I go into my vehicle. I back up and I take off in the wrong direction. Not in the direction I was going, but in the opposite direction of where I was going to throw this sleuth off the case. And I ended up taking the most circuitous roundabout way to get home that I could possibly take. I was in fear that I was going to be pulled over and charged with the intent to pee under the tree where nobody could see me. But the last thing I needed was even a charge, even the charge of indecent exposure, even though she would not be able to testify in court with her hand on a Bible that she saw anything or that I did anything. I actually peed inside the restroom. All the way home, that 35-minute drive turned into almost an hour-and-a-half-long drive because of the circuitous route I took. I was nervous for the rest of the day. As a matter of fact, as I'm telling you this story, the only people that have heard this story are my coworkers. I haven't even told my wife this story yet. She'll hear this as you're hearing it here on the podcast. That happens to a lot of people. A lot of people are forced into a situation where they have to pee in public and they get busted. Only in Jeff Styles America, though, does this happen. The next day, another beautiful fall day, I get up with my dogs. I'm having a fantastic day at work, running errands. Now I'm really trying to help out my wife, who's got a crazy jam-packed schedule right now. And I take all of our bed clothes. I take our comforter and our sheets and all this stuff. And I take the pillowcases. And I decide I'm going to run down to the laundromat in the little town that's down off the mountain where we live in the town below called Dunlap, Tennessee. There's one little bitty laundromat down there, a tiny little laundromat. And since I've got this big load of all this heavy stuff, I decide I'm going to run down there and run to the laundromat. And then I'm going to throw it in there. And I'm going to just clean this stuff up for her and try to just be a good house husband. And then I'm going to order, you know, some Italian food to go at the Italian restaurant nearby and take the dogs for a walk. And I'm just really going to just score some big brownie points. So I go into the laundromat. The dogs got their heads hanging out the car doors in the back seat. Gorgeous day. And I go into the laundromat and I'm sitting there with the piles of clothes and I've got tons of quarters. And I ask this lady who's standing there folding clothes a couple of questions about the machines. Now, I want to make sure which machines work and, you know, which ones might not potentially work because it's been three years since I've been to this laundromat, three years easily. And I remember that sometimes some of the machines don't work. So she gives me some advice. She goes, well, this one, that one, this one, that one. Watch out for the little soap dispensary over here. Da -da 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 -da. And I start stuffing quarters and stuffing quarters, and I've got things going. I've got three machines washing at once. And then I look up, and she's staring at me. She's still folding clothes. Remember, this is easily now 45 minutes to an hour away from Amnicola Highway, from the convenience store. It is two mountains separated from the convenience store. It is over 24 hours and two mountains away, a completely different county, a completely different time zone. The incident took place in the eastern time zone. I'm now in the central time zone, in the one laundromat that this tiny little town of about, what, 2,000 people maybe live in Dunlap? 
I'm, I'm in there for the first time in three years. And this woman looks at me. She goes, were you on Amnicola Highway yesterday? And I happily said, yes, ma'am, I was. She goes, were you trying to pee back behind the little so-and-so convenience store? And I looked at her. I went, oh, my God, you have got to be kidding me. And it was her. It was the woman who worked at the convenience store who busted me trying to pee under the tree at the convenience store and who was so upset with me. She was in the laundromat at the exact same time I was in the laundromat, two mountains away, different county, different time zone at the exact same time. And it was the woman that I had asked for advice from as I walked in. When does that happen? How does that happen? Who does that happen to? Only me. I threw myself on the mercy of the court. I threw myself down onto these still warm sheets that she was trying to fold, and I just, I just begged for mercy. I said, ma'am, is there any way it was me? Yes, it was me. I feel so terrible about that. I am guilt-wracked. She was still angry. Not only was she angry, she you have to know Southern women. She was hurt. Her feelings were hurt. She was injured. Her sensibilities as a Southern woman had been injured by my callous and just plain ungentlemanly-like behavior. I don't know how else to put it. And and she had been offended. She had been offended by what I was going to do. It wasn't cool. She was right. I begged for mercy, begged for forgiveness. I said, ma'am, can I pay for your laundry? I'll pay for your laundry. I can't tell you how bad I feel about that. She eventually started laughing because of the actual scenario that we found ourselves in. And she agreed. She goes, I, I can't believe that I would run into you. And she said that when she saw me, and while I was stuffing quarters in the machine, she walked outside to look at my car, realized that it was me, that that was the same car, looked at her phone where she had taken a picture of my tag and walked back in. And then she also saw my dogs and made friends with my dogs. So she realized I wasn't some sort of heinous criminal, that I was actually a human being. And she'd already heard me say that I was doing the laundry to try to help out my wife, who was really jam-packed and having a, a difficult week. And so she did have mercy on me. And she came in and she laughed, and we both laughed together. But it took a while. And I told her, I said, ma'am, I have no idea if the police could have charged me with intent to pee behind your store, but I just can only tell you this that anybody who knows me would say that can only happen to you, dude. That can only happen to you. Nobody else, nobody else would run into the same woman that busted them peeing so far away in such a scenario. And she ended up being really cool about it. And she said they had a real problem there because of the general population in that part of town and the skullduggery and tomfoolery and dumbassery that took place out behind the store. And I understood all that. 
And I left to go, and I told her, I said, I need to go take my dogs to do what I was attempting to do the other day before they do it in the car, and I'll be back here in a little bit. Do you think my stuff will be safe here in the dryer now? And she said, yeah, I think it'll be fine. And the Argonaut here, he actually, for my birthday, gave me a gift certificate to a steakhouse. And I made up my mind that God clearly meant for us to cross each other's path again. That sort of thing doesn't just happen for no reason. He wanted me to be able to apologize. He, went, he wanted, I assume, her to be able to forgive me. And I decided I was going to give her that gift certificate to the steakhouse. And when I got back to the laundromat, she was gone. So I'm thinking when I leave here today, I'm going to swing by the convenience store. Maybe I'm looking for trouble. Maybe I should just stay away. But I need to find out if it was a slippery elm to begin with just so I can complete the story. But also I'm thinking about I'm just going to just stick that thing in an envelope and say this is for payment for offending you because I know you were more than just angry. I know that it truly, truly did bother you. And I am sorry for that because even though it might not seem like it, I kind of look at myself as a Southern gentleman. So that's the story. It can only happen to Jeff Styles and Jeff Styles America. And I hope she's there and I hope she takes my gift and she's still in a good mood. And I hope the police are not still searching for me for intent to be. Fred Podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors, Kelly Subaru, Safe, Frugal, and Green, Riverfront at MLK and at kellysubaru.com, Dr. Brett Moldenhauer, Institute for Acupuncture and Wellness, and North Spring Cryotherapy, northspring.com.